0: Hi everyone, I'm Sophia and I'm Prerak and this is Red, White and Brown, a podcast where we talk about the joys and struggles of being Desi immigrants. So Prerak, I had a realization recently that I'm turning into my mom. <laughs> um, I truly am. I find myself doing things and just acting like in such an adult way that I never thought I would.
1: <laughs> so what, what do you mean?
0: So like the other day I noticed that the floor was really dusty and it bothered me a lot and like I just had to sweep it right away which like it does not sound (laughs) crazy at all but like let me tell you when i was a kid i could not have cared less about how dusty the floor was Mm -hmm. and now if my house is dusty it like really bothers me and it kind of makes me want to vomit and like I just remember my mom used to hate when the floors were dusty and like she would wear up in the house. And now I do that, too. And like, I don't know, it's just a lot of little things. But I feel like I'm turning into her. Wow.
1: OK, so it seems like you're adulting. And that actually is like the perfect segue into the theme of this podcast, which is all about adulting um, and this aspect of like turning into your parents. And I don't know about you. I watch a lot of TV and there's this this whole commercial uh, franchise of like, you know, turning into your parents as a broad theme of our generation. And um, this is a commercial by Progressive. And the tagline is Progressive can't stop you from becoming your parents, but they can help you in other ways. So let me just play that really quick. Okay, we're almost there. What is that? Seat cushion? Back support. Give me that. Are we going to a football game or going camping? Football Football game. Progressive can't protect you from becoming your parents, but we can protect your home and auto when you bundle with us. We still planning to head out around the third quarter. Let's not talk about leaving before we're actually at the game.
0: That is so funny. Let's, um, why don't we start with kind of the question of like, what do you even (laughs) consider adulting to be?
1: So I see adulting as this ability to independently carry out your day-to-day life tasks from start to finish, right? So this means attacking life from all angles. So making sure your bills are paid on time, making sure your floors are not dusty, making sure your appointments are scheduled and that you're aware of them, making sure your like fridge is like stocked with groceries, you know, like you literally have to make sure you are able to function without any sort of outside intervention. I think that is what adulting means to me. But I do think the term adulting is more of like a Western concept. What about you, Sophia?
0: Yeah, I mean, I do I do agree with the, the idea that it's probably a Western concept. I, I think of it as being responsible and like doing the things that aren't fun but are just important and like the things that come to mind are like saving in a 401k account, making doctor's appointments, like paying taxes... Um, But I will say the Urban Dictionary definitions are really good. Um, They're really (laughs) funny. So I'm going to read you four of them. Like, I'll read them to you one by one and you can respond, okay?
1: Okay, perfect.
0: So the first definition is adulting. To carry out one or more of the duties and responsibilities expected of fully developed individuals, paying off that credit card debt, settling beef without blasting social media, etc., exclusively used by those who adult less than 50% of the time.
1: (laughs) Okay. So I think I agree with this one because that first part of the definition was kind of exactly along the lines of like the definition I was thinking of. Um, And the funny part is we didn't even like talk about that beforehand. So it was kind of this independent mutual agreement. But the second part is actually even funnier because it's about people who adult less than 50% of the time, which kind of refers to people like me who are like, still like students, still trying to figure it out. And so when we actually do these things, it makes me feel like an adult, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But you said you had four definitions. So that was the first one. I'm really excited to hear the other three.
0: (laughs) Okay. So the next one is being a responsible adult used by immature 20 somethings who are proud of themselves for paying a bill.
1: <laughs> I mean, this is the same one. This is almost similar. It's a little bit more blunt and to the point, right? It's funny. And I like this because it refers to adulting being more of a vernacular term for our generation, like specifically like millennials, right? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure like when our parents were our age. They didn't like use the word adulting uh yeah. they just did what they needed to do so this definition makes fun of the fact that we were we refer to adulting for doing like the simplest shit. like paying a bill uh, yeah. maybe like refunding um something we wanted to get refunded so that's kind of this aspect of
0: yeah
1: us yeah, leveraging yeah. it you know
0: absolutely okay next definition um Post-adolescence, when the light in your eyes starts to fade away and die.
1: (laughs) This is so dark, dude. No, okay. All right. This one's my favorite now. Um, And I think this is more hitting on the fact that like adults, you lose that optimism that you had when you were like this vibrant young kid where you thought the world was your oyster and you were going to be an astronaut or the first Indian American basketball player. (laughs) Whereas like now adults realize like, you know, life- it's hard and that not everything you want is going to happen. So that like light in your eye fades away and dies because you realize that you're immortal and that one day you're going to die and life's pretty shitty sometimes.
0: Yeah. All right. That (laughs) brings us to our fourth definition. Um, To do grown up things and hold responsibilities such as a nine to five job, a mortgage slash rent, a car payment or anything else that makes one think of grown ups
1: exactly right like i think this one is not as my not my favorite but it's more of like just an objective definition mm-hmm. normal job normal adult and also one of the reasons why your light might fade away in your eyes right like yeah. a 9 to 5 job a mortgage not fun <laughs> what what about you though what do you think adulting means given that now you have these definitions
0: well i mean I think we kind of talked about what we think it means, but I do think that these definitions, um, there's definitely a little bit of snarkiness coming through, you know, the idea that the term adulting is something that only people who are not true adults would use. Like, (laughs) if you're a real grown up, these things are just normal life, and you don't need a term for it.
1: (laughs) That's the gist I got from the second and third definition. But I think the way you phrased it was definitely a way more eloquent way of saying that. So
0: <laughs> do you think that see Americans have a leg up or a disadvantage when it comes to adulting? Because I think the argument could be made either way.
1: That's a good point. So personally, I can tell you that in my particular see American experience, I feel like I had a disadvantage when it came to adulting. And the reason I say that is because my parents did a lot of the heavy lifting when I was a kid, probably more so than Most maybe American parents did. And because of that, I was allowed to focus more on academics. So growing up, I think that's like where most of my focus was. And honestly, they didn't want me doing much more outside of that. And that's also why I felt like I never really even knew what adulting was. Um, So in that regard, my mom would do my laundry, my dad would handle finances. I mean, not that I had any in high school, but you know, just taking care of the bills and whatnot. And so that trend continued until college. And then when I got to college, it was this like rude awakening, because I realized like most people in college knew a lot of these things that I was like learning for the first time. Uh, So I I felt like disadvantaged in that sense. What about you, Sophia?
0: Um, I think it was similar in the sense that my parents definitely um you know, didn't have me do too many like domestic chores and things. It was all about just focusing on school. Um, so I, I had a similar experience to you in that sense, but I was also like the older sibling. I was seven years older than my younger brother. So I feel like with that comes a little bit more responsibility. Um, and I, I don't feel like I had any sort of rude awakening. Like when I went away to college or even med school or even after getting married, it's like I had never cooked before, but I felt like, I had been in the kitchen enough that I kind of just knew like, yeah, this is how things are supposed to look as they're cooking. Mm -hmm. Like I kind of had a sense of it and I never feel like I had a rude awakening. Um,
1: So your adulting trajectory seems a bit more linear. Like you just consistently kind of filled the shoes of the next logical step without feeling too overwhelmed.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, But I think that there is definitely an experience that's very different from ours in the Desi American community. I think a lot of they see American kids from lower kind of socioeconomic status backgrounds um, would kind of, you know, help their parents run a convenience store or gas station. Um, and obviously, like, that varies a lot more kind of by zip code than it does by nationality or religion or ethnic group. Yeah. Um, and, and we're lucky it sounds like neither of us really went through that. And not to say that I grew up, like, you know, super wealthy, like, loaded family or anything like that, but i i wasn't helping my parents like you know pay the bills by any means like i never held a job before college Mm -hmm. um and so I think this experience definitely exists, too. And I think a lot of Desi American youth grow up pretty fast due to their circumstances.
1: Exactly. And I think, again, it's as much of a reflection of our parents' experiences as it is our own, right? Like, my dad also never had that when he was a kid. So he kind of passed it on. He's like, this is not stuff you need to be worrying about right mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. Um so it's all about where you're coming from and the situations you're raised in. And you kind of have to respect that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I also think a lot of Desi American girls grow up, you know, quicker than boys and just have more domestic responsibilities placed on them from an early age. Um, I think girls are often expected to help in the kitchen and things like that. And I, I do think it varies so much from one family to the next. Um, and I kind of mentioned, like, I didn't really do any domestic chores like, my parents didn't have me involved in that stuff. And I never like was making chai for the guests or anything like that. But um, it it varies. Like in a lot of families, it is that way. Um, What was it like for your sister?
1: So excellent point. I think in that regard, there was a bit of a disparity because I think my sister was taught a lot of these fundamentals earlier, not so much as like, you need to be doing this, but more just saying like, these are things that women should learn. Uh, And, you know, as we've gotten older, my sister's been more vocal about the fact that, you know, that's not necessarily true. And I appreciate that because I've become more cognizant of it because she's more vocal about it. Mm -hmm. And I now try to like, you know, try to divvy up things equally. So I'll do the dishes and she does the table when we're at home and things like that. So um, it's interesting to say that, you know, you didn't have many chores, but I, I do agree that like, you know, there are, different experiences for different they see women across mm-hmm. uh, across the states or oh, yeah. across the world for sure
0: yeah absolutely and i think the other thing that a lot of immigrant parents maybe didn't have experience with um is things like you know setting up a 401k account or like maybe some of us didn't grow up watching our parents get annual physical exams and like take care of themselves in the best way um and so I think in that way like it can kind of then make it harder to do those things for yourself when you're an adult if you haven't seen that behavior modeled and I think that's just a function of like our parents were immigrants and like you know maybe they didn't they didn't necessarily do those things. I mean my parents do have a 401k but I don't feel like I saw for example like my dad like get an annual physical exam every
1: year. I feel like he rarely would go to the doctor. No, same. I mean, we do things that we see because that's basic psychology. If you don't see it, you don't believe it. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes my dad would directly tell me some things that he did. And because of that, I would then do it. So, for example, my dad was actually mentioning that I shouldn't worry about getting daily physicals because he never really got them. And like, you know, if something kind of happens, you'll figure it out and you have to like you go to the doctor then. And so... Do
0: you mean annual physical, not daily?
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Daily. That would be like every day. Sorry. Good point. So like my dad would mention that he wouldn't get them as annually. And I'd say now that I'm in medical school, like you should, but... If I wasn't, I'm pretty sure I would have grown up not wanting to get physicals pretty regularly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I also think so much of it is like for our parents, adulting was just things that they were learning for the first time. So Mm -hmm. like setting up a 401k. So they couldn't teach that to us because they were just learning it themselves, right? Like it's very hard to teach something that you're just learning. Mm -hmm. And so for that reason... That might also be why, like for me personally, there is a lot of things that I was like, "How come I never learned this?" And it's because like my dad was probably in the process of learning it, so there was no way he could have taught me.
0: Yeah, I wonder if it felt like, "Oh wow, I am adulting for our parents' generation," or if it was just more natural for them.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't know, I don't think they called it adulting, but I think they definitely had moments where they saw a transition in their behaviors. But I think there was so much noise for my parents anyway, where like, there was like a lot of things happening at once that it was tough for them to notice that change. So for example, if you define adulting as like having the home together and having a, a job, then in theory, yes, my parents likely did feel like adulting in their early 20s. But during that time, they also like had me They moved to America. My dad was, like, getting laid off and trying to land another job. Uh, We were trying to learn English. They never spoke English, right? And and they just left their entire family, right? Like, there's so many variables there Mm -hmm. that they were, like, they weren't even worried about, like, adulting. They were just trying to move on. (laughs) So what about you? What did you feel? And what do you think your parents felt?
0: Yeah, I mean, well... I'll get to my parents in a second, but what you just said reminded me so much of the the Urban Dictionary definition of like feeling proud of yourself for doing the simplest things. Yeah, um, yeah and I definitely, <laughs> it sounds like your parents didn't have time to do that or pat <laughs> themselves on the back for doing basic things. It was just, they had to. Yeah, um, And I, I kind of feel like similar for my own parents where I feel like they probably were just like, okay, this is life now. Um, and, and they were managing a lot, same as yours, but- um, I mean, it's hard for me to imagine my parents not as adults. They just seem like such real adults. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure if they ever felt like I do. Um, <laughs> but I think the other reason that adulting has become a widely embraced term by young people is because there are so many things that you need to do like know how to do nowadays that we don't learn in school and like some people's parents may not have taught them right like how to file taxes or how tax brackets work or things like that mm-hmm. um or you know how to select a health insurance plan or whatever it is um even things like how to figure out which websites are a reliable source of information and which ones are not
1: yeah i and, and the fact that we just both talked about our parents journey i think already just shows like i think we have to thank them for the privilege of even feeling like we can adult right because we don't have to worry about nearly as much as they did because Mm -hmm. they did a lot of that and i saw a meme about that earlier and so i just feel like needed to say that to get it out of the way. It's a a privilege to even like be thinking about like adulting. Um, But I think what you mentioned earlier, I think it comes with expanding territory. The internet wasn't even around until the early 1980s. So a lot of what we have to deal with now was never even a problem. So misinformation on websites, for example, that you Mm -hmm. alluded to, or health plans. Before you just did the health plan that your neighbor had, right? (laughs) I'm pretty sure you probably didn't know much of like, where are the health plans? You kind of just talked to people. And now the world entire... Health plan repository is on the internet with one click. So, um, with that being said, I think you're right. Like, it's an entirely different world today, and I think with that comes this new level of adulting.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I also wonder, like, if being an adult now is harder than it used to be. Just because, like, there was a point in recent history, pre-rock, where like you could raise a family on a blue collar job and own a house, and like. That's no longer the case, you know. Like in most metro areas, you cannot purchase a house with a blue collar job salary. It's not possible. Mm-hmm. Um, you, it seems like you need a lot more money to like make ends meet. Housing and inflation and like all these things like have just gone through the roof. Mm-hmm. Um, and financially, I think you know, thirty year olds and forty year olds are just in a very different position than the previous generation was at when they were 30 or 40 years old.
1: To give you a pure sense of this, the Bay Area, which is the craziest housing market in America right now, single family homes, average price, like $2.5 to $3 million. That's like a single family home. Um, So all that to say, we not just need more money, but I think we also need more like EQ in a lot of domains. So because we have so much more technology now, there are a lot of questions that come up. Like what's the appropriate number amount of screen time for kids? Mm -hmm. What kinds of food do you want to feed your kids? What do you value? What do you care about? And based on all of these things, you can now cater your lifestyle to that. So if you want to be like a vegan, you can actually live that vegan lifestyle because Amazon will cater to your every need. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's so many more questions now because the answers to those questions we can actually address. Yeah. Um, Whereas before it's like, hey. I don't want to eat chicken. Well, it's too bad. There's only chicken, you know. But now yeah. it's like you can literally live the life you want to live, and so that leads to a lot more options. So, with that being said, Sophia, I now want to pivot into the last section, which is all about tips for adulting from obviously a queen of adulting herself, in Sophia, and someone, <laughs> someone who is trying to slowly try to be a bit better at adulting. Um, so, I'll start with you, Sophia. Given that you just felt like an adult recently. Uh, what tips do you have for adulting as see the Americans?
0: Okay, well, first off, I gotta say I do not think I'm the queen of adulting. <laughs> I barely feel like I am functional. But to be honest, like I have been married for the last year and a half, and I, yeah, it's like I cook, I clean, I like do all those things, and I feel so. It feels a little surreal. Um, but you have I, a
1: home, you have to maintain. You know? Yeah,
0: yeah, I do, and um it's, it feels a little surreal sometimes. Like, I'm like, oh, I know Farzan's coming home. Like, I need to have dinner ready. Like, we're, yes, like, we need to be fed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But I I also feel like I'm not fully an adult yet. I'm still a kid at heart. Um, But in terms of tips, um, one big thing I want to say is that you definitely shouldn't assume that you know something or, like, expect yourself to know it because you think other people know it. Mm. Um, And I would say, like, don't be afraid to Google every little thing. And, like, there's a couple examples that come to mind. But I want to hear this. Please. Like, one big one is that I was trying to reheat pizza from the previous (laughs) day. Um, And normally I would have just put it in the microwave or put it in the air fryer. And, like, my mom at home, she would reheat pizza either in the microwave or, like, she would put it on a pan because that would kind of, like... Get it more crispy like a pan on the stove but like one day i randomly googled it and i i found this method which is like you put a baking tray in the oven you heat the oven to 450 degrees Mm -hmm. and then when it's ready you take the cold pizza and you put it on the hot tray like the tray that's been in the oven Mm -hmm. while the oven was preheating and then you keep it in the oven for 10 minutes and like prereq game changer the pizza comes (laughs) out like it's fresh like like it's freshly made and so it's like little things like that, where even if you think you know how to do something, like, don't be afraid to check if there's a better way, right? Like, mm-hmm. you don't have to do it the way your parents did it if there is a more efficient way or a more effective way. Yep. Um, and then the second example, and this is the better example, um, and it's not about Googling, but it's basically like... I used to log into my bank account and I would see two numbers. Mm -hmm. One was like the account number and the other was like some account number for the credit card. Yeah. And it was like something weird like that. And they would just show different amounts. And like I was never sure which amount was the one that I had to pay. And I would just always be a little bit confused and I would pay like one of the numbers. And I'd be like, I hope this is right. (laughs) Um, 50-50 shot. Exactly. (laughs) But then like... One day I went into the branch of a Bank of America and I like spoke to someone and it took actually a long time for them to figure it out. But ultimately they figured it out. They were like, okay, this is your account number. This is just the credit card account number. This is the number that you need to pay. This is the date that you need to pay it by. And I like wrote down all this stuff in my notes app. And like, sometimes I still go back and look at that note when I get confused. Mm. Um, And like things like that, where you think it should be obvious, but it's not, Mm -hmm. It's like you should feel comfortable to assume that you know nothing and just get someone to help you, you know, yep. Um, especially for things related to finance or health or things like that where, where it's important. Like usually insurance companies, for example, or tax companies, like even TurboTax or mm-hmm. banks, like they will have customer service people who will explain everything to you in detail. So like take advantage of that how about you what do you think
1: i mean that essentially was my tip i i first of all the fact that the bank people also couldn't figure it out tells me that obviously your question was something that was convoluted complex right and so like to assume that you should know it and then to not like even ask is like something that i find myself doing all the time and i think that really gives you the short end of the stick because stuff can be like way more complex than you could ever think Mm -hmm. so my tip is kind of on that regard and to embrace ambiguity and attack it head on like so much Much of adulting is realizing that there are a shit ton of questions out there that we do not know the answer to, Mm -hmm. but we can find the answer. We're living in a world of limitless information. And I learned this from my dad because he's always telling me, like, no question is like stupid enough that no one will answer it. And Mm -hmm. I think he learned this because he doesn't really, he didn't know how to speak English. And to this day, his English is still a bit fragmented. And sometimes when he doesn't get stuff, he will. Be on like customer service calls for like hours. And he has no problem with that because he will like ask them down to the very detail of like, how do I solve this problem? that Mm -hmm. I am having and because of his ability to like really make sure he leaves no stone unturned, the man is like a literal genius, right? Like he can barely (laughs) like speaking like English half as well as I can and yet knows everything, the ins and outs of like all the finances, how to like address tax, all of that better than I could ever imagine. It's because he's never afraid to ask questions and if one person won't answer it, he'll call back and talk to some other person. Like he does Mm -hmm. not care because he knows that like, Someone's got to help me because if I don't get help, I can't proceed. And he's like living proof that people will help you. He's been here for the last 22 years, right? So all that to say, embrace the ambiguity. And even if you think you don't know something, just go figure it out. Ask someone, Google it, figure out how to heat a pizza, right? (laughs) And I think you can really learn a lot of things. Um, And so to this day, I try to like ask everyone around me uh, about anything I'm confused about. And that's been like a very big blessing in disguise.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, that makes total sense. And I feel like someone like your dad, it's like, he had no choice. I mean, same for my parents, too. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like, when you have no choice but to figure it out, you, like, you find a way to figure it out, right? Um, I do think also we should mention there are a couple books that recently came out about the topic. So one is called, like, The 20-something Handbook, and the other is called Adulting, How to Become a Grown-Up in 486 Easy (laughs) Steps. (laughs) (laughs)
1: These titles, they're so good. Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't know how helpful they are. I haven't read them, but they might be entertaining. Maybe they're going to be helpful. I don't know. Um, There's also an app, though, that came out recently, um, and it's called Real World, and it's supposed to help you with things that you would normally call your parents for. Which I think is cool because I do think there's a value in like figuring things out for yourself and like not calling your mom and dad for everything. Like I, I think it builds a lot of self reliance and self confidence to like figure things out yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. What do you think? I think it, the other day I called my dad and I told him, "Hey, I have this tax stuff figured out. I did this and that," and he was like, "What the hell? Like, who are you?" You know, <laughs> like there was this such a big look of surprise, and I think he was also proud, uh, but at the same time, it's this aspect of self reliance that I felt also proud of because i didn't have to rely on him for that Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and uh thanks for the app rec as well as the book recs both of those are going to be linked in the description below uh any last thoughts from you sophia
0: no i think this about wraps us up um so thank you guys so much for listening please make sure to subscribe to the podcast give us a nice rating and review and follow us on instagram at red white brown pod and we'll see you guys next time
1: bye